Right, we're recording. Chris, you're quite comfortable now? Yeah, I'm good. And you're going to stay put, do you? Yeah, possibly. You're not going to wander about, you're not going to be two inches from the mic and then a foot from the mic. And I can't guarantee anything. <sighs> but when he gets animated, he gets closer to the mic to emphasize his points. It's so. true, I do. I may not get animated on this one, though. Who knows? Oh, you will. Martin. Yeah, I get Well, now that you've said that, yeah. Martin's yeah. going to do it on purpose. <laughs> no, I'd have yeah. to say something, yeah. 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 Modern technology. Yeah, we were on a little conversation about how the younger generations are basically attached to their phones or their tablets. Can I just say is. one thing quickly? It's not just the younger generation. It's every generation at the moment because my mum and my dad, my, my dad in particular, I go over there, he is on his phone, yeah. It's, it's the same, you can't say younger generation anymore. It That's is true, actually. The entire generation, every single person on this planet pretty much. Who's- I went to visit my dad the other day. He had the TV on. He had a tablet on the table next to him. He had a laptop and he had a phone as well. I was like, Christ, it's like the minority report. Where he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. All he's doing is watching football. He's got the football on the TV. He's got the cricket on the tablet. And then he's getting all the scores on his phone. And then he's downloading stuff on the internet <laughs> on the laptop. And I was like, Christ, can't you just watch the football? You can uh, look at the scores. Do you have to have, do you have to just be constantly consuming Information just in case you miss out on something. Just the way it is now. It's the way it is. It's it's the, yeah. It's, it's even to the point of when you go to a football match, no one actually just sits there and just watches and, and goes with the people football on match. Their phone. They're on their phone, and there's loads and loads and loads of pictures of people all doing this, and then there might be one person just standing and actually watching the game and not watching the game through their phone. It's crazy. Well, like when I used to, my dad used to take us to watch the football when we were younger. There, there's no concept of this. We would go there. You know, there'd be all the dads from Patolbot or whatever. They'd go and, and we'd meet up with all the other kids our age and we'd muck about and socialise and whatever. That's what the match was there for. And then when you got older, you started to watch football and call the ref at what. But now, yeah, it's exactly the same. When you go to see concerts or anything that involve a mass gathering of people, people are watching it through their phone just so they can record the event and go back and tell everyone, oh my God, I was there. Yeah, As if it's some sort of badge of honour. Yeah. And they didn't even watch the event. They were watching them, the event through a phone trying to record it. So you're never really paying full attention to that event because you're also like, worried about... Why do you about... have to record it and then go back yeah. and tell everyone, oh, look what I did last yeah. night. Why can't you just go back? And the whole point of going to these things is so you can relay it through a story. You know, you can talk to another person mm. instead of just going, oh, look what I did last night and then just show them a video. And you sit there in silence where they're watching the video. Yeah, it's, oh, and it's, it's always bad. Shakira or whatever it is. Always bad volume sound on there as well because they're not designed to do that. It's, it's not the same when you try it, to interact with someone yeah. and tell them a story of what happened. There is an upside though, is that a lot of this stuff ends up on YouTube. So people like me then that, that didn't see an event or whatever, I can just go <clears> to YouTube and I can say, oh, I wonder what happened with uh, such yeah, and such last night. Then there I are professionals out there doing that anyway, so why? There are, I know, but there's, like, you look at the other stuff, um, when there's a street fight or a car crash or anything like that, there's always somebody has filmed it. Yeah. Always somebody mm. has filmed it and you get to see. You've got all the shit you look at on, on, on Facebook and Twitter. So many of them are, like, have been recorded by an individual on the phone. Which yeah. we, we wouldn't know what happened. We wouldn't see it. I, I think that's what I'm trying to move away from is that when you sit down and think about it, like what value do those videos add to your life? You can go, oh, did you see so-and-so get into a fight? Oh, cool. Did you see that car crash into a pillar or whatever it was? Unless it's going to be used in some sort of 
police investigation. Like, if someone gets mugged and it's recorded, that's a good thing because you've got evidence to show yeah. that that person's been mugged. You maybe it was caught on CCTV or camera. Do you agree with that, Chris? It's good if there's evidence, you know, on video that somebody's just been mugged, robbed, yeah. killed, raped. Yes, I do. And, and yet you don't want CCTV in the streets. No, I didn't say I didn't want CCTV in the streets. I said I didn't You've want to be... You've always said you hated the CCTV watching us everywhere. I said I didn't want to be chipped. I said I don't think... I think that's going too far. CCTV is fine because the events that happen through CCTV can always take a lot longer to get there and they're not going to care if someone's... Depending on what it is, if it's a mugging or rape or murder or something, of course they're going to care. But if it's two guys who meet up in a street and then they disappear again, they're not going to care. I've said that all along and you always argued against yeah, that. Yeah, but I, no, I just mean like chipped. I just, I don't like the idea that, I don't, I, I, there is always going to be points where you're not going to be on a, on a camera, basically. But when you're chipped, there's always, you're never, ever, ever going to be. Chip everyone. You're, you're never, ever going to be alone then. You're never going to be Of course yourself. you're going to be alone. You just, people know where you are. Well, yeah, exactly. So you're never, ever going to be off the grid then, are you? Well, no, we're not anyway. Well, we can be though. How can we? If you just go into the middle of the forest and dump everything, then you can you can be off the grid. If you if you don't have a phone, if you don't have any like smart watches, if you have nothing that receives a signal, and you go into that forest, yeah, there's no cameras, there's no but anyone. As long as it's a very thick forest as well, Who you're does off the that? grid. Who does that? I'm not saying that people do it, but the point is, you you definitely can't do it. Then if everyone's chipped, chop your finger off. Depends on where the chip is, or really, arm or whatever. I'll you're, do a few. You're not going to really put it in, in the finger, are you? A chip. Who are you going to play? I'd say if, if they're going to do anything, they'll probably do it in like the neck. Keep it in the neck. Be the place to put it, especially as a baby. If they're going to do it from from, from well, a very young age. In future armor, they do it in the they do it in the, the hand of your yeah. hand. They but that's easy to get out. I think that's where I might have been chipped by the aliens. That was in the uh, <laughs> in, in the back of my hand when they were sorting out my DNA. <laughs> Well, that's you've seen loads of movies like that where people are chipped and they store data about you as an individual. So when you walk past advertising billboards, they're Minority blank. Report. But it, it, can't, it detects a chip in your hand and it displays adverts based on your preferences of aftershave, perfume, food and things like that. So it's sort of personal, personal um, yeah, advertising. That's, that's not cool. That's, <coughs> that's almost as bad. Well, I'd be, I'd be taking the Facebook advertisements to a whole new level and Everyone hates those Facebook advertisements already. People so. just don't need advertisements, I don't think. If you fundamentally know what you need on a daily basis, all advertisements are is your life could be slightly better if you had this product, and chances are it never is. Yeah, you, you may get an idea of, oh, that looks nice. I might get that. Right, IKEA, pretty much exactly the same thing, half the price. I'll go for that one. That's all an advertisement does is they just make you go... Make you go. Well, that just sounds like a pretty good idea. I'll I'll shop around in my PJs while the advert's on on my phone, and I will find exactly the same it's thing. It's all the same cheaper. shit, really. It doesn't matter what TV you buy, doesn't matter what fridge you buy, or washing yeah. machine or whatever it is. They're all one the might be slightly better. One might have slightly new, different gadgets, but yeah, it's got features that you think you need at the time, but in reality, you don't. Oh, yeah, the washing machines are the best one. There's so many features on those washing machines. I use two, two features, which is. 30-minute wash and yeah. mix fabrics. Quick wash and mix fabric. That's the <laughs> only ones I yeah. use. That's it. Other than that, Wollens occasionally for some, some jumpers. But other than that, what's, what is the point of all those when you know yeah, that mix yeah, fabrics yeah. is going to give you the same results? You can buy a washing machine with a, a fucking smart screen on it. It's got all these different things. You can pre-program settings. Or I bought one with like buttons. We just go mix. 
you put your clothes in, you put your powder in, and it washes your clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't change the settings on my on, on my washing machine. It's just the same setting every time. Yeah. You just yeah. check your clothes in, and yeah, and so that's, much easier. And that's where advertising comes in. It's like, well, it's not just a washing machine anymore. It can function as all these different things, and you just don't need them. And Facebook is free. But it's not at the same time. It's free in the sense that you don't pay anything for it, but it's not free in the sense that everything you do on that website and all the other websites that Facebook own, because they own a lot of subsidiaries, uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, I'm pretty sure they've got deals with Amazon and all these other major companies Google, to give I think them data. Got a massive one as well. And Google as well. So you may think it's free, it's got no monetary value to use, but Facebook are making a profit. That's why Mark Buckers what Mark Buckerzug. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire because he's he's got to be selling something. Yeah, he's, and selling, he's selling your data to everyone else. Yeah, so he's basically, it's a digital slave. We're digital slaves. You're being sold without our permission. I know social media has got its uses for businesses and if you're advertising yourself as an individual, but is it without permission though? Oh, you sign up to these things. Well, you, you, you sign up to them, yeah. You have to sign up to terms no, and conditions. No doubt it's the terms and conditions. That but the whole reads. point is everyone yeah. just doesn't read the terms and conditions. Who reads it? No, you don't. You don't. Who sits there and reads like 600 pages of I terms know. and conditions? You don't. And if you did, you would say no immediately yeah. after all. And so, then you wouldn't get that feature that you're trying yeah. to get or whatever. You would never be able to join, unfortunately, a very strong social structure of Facebook. YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. And like I'm into... Bold and bankrupt lately. Love thank, that thank you for that one, Carl. It was a good He's one. He's a legend. And uh, the other guy that um, he appears with now and again, Harold Balder. Balder. Norwegian he is, isn't he? Yeah. But he claims to be from different countries depending on where he is. Sometimes I say to him, where are you from? And he'll say Norway. Yeah. In the next video, where are you from? Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> Germany. One of those countries in that area. He just keeps coming up with a different country every time. Did you see the one with him in Copper Cab? That's the I one haven't seen in... that one yet. Oh, you've got to watch that. You've got to watch that. This is when uh, they're in Atlanta and the two of them are standing on the corner uh, um, and he's wearing a MAGA hat and says, what do you think of my MAGA hat? And some people just walk past and say, I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. But then Copper Cab goes fucking nuts. Copper Cab's a YouTuber. He's a ginger. He's the guy that used to be all over YouTube a few years ago saying, gingers do have a soul. Uh, I remember you on that. Yeah. yeah, fat ginger bloke. Was that the yeah, I think I've probably seen him. The South Park episode that came out. Was probably. I think it was one. a meme because of that. Yeah. But he's good. I love his YouTube videos because of what he does. He goes to these countries and he integrates himself into the local life. He doesn't go there and then stay in the affluent parts. He travels to the really poor yeah. areas yeah. and he gets to know the people. Because he speaks Russian very well, he can talk to them. And there's there's a sense of... Um, ease, I guess, because he can speak the language. They don't think he's some clueless tourist. He goes there, he experiences their life, he talks to them about what it was like to be in the USSR, and he goes and meets people, you know, and yes, okay, he's recording the entire time for our purposes, but I suppose it's sort of the thing that we're talking about, is that if he didn't record those conversations, then we wouldn't be able to see them. No, no. So, So that's the and they're good because you see you you see the other side of of life in Russia. I mean, you watch any any travel program, even on the good reliable BBC, and it'll be it'll be basically they'll show you the best places, yeah. and it's always the nicest places and affluent people, like Carl said. But then these guys, then they'll go into the middle of nowhere, yeah, some random street in some because I watched the one when he was in um, uh, Bolivia, 
and he went to La Paz. Now, La Paz is a huge city in Bolivia. And they said, yeah, don't go in the cable car up to El Alto. I think it was called El Alto. Really dangerous. It's dangerous for there. It's not a good idea. He said, all right, okay, thanks for that. Yeah, how do I get the cable car? So he goes straight up in the cable car. And this cable car is scary because it goes right across the top of the city for first. And then it starts going up in the mountains. So he went up into the mountains. And he's walking around up there with his camera on a stick, um, talking to people. And he said, well, I've been told not to come here because it's really, really dangerous. Yeah, but it's not so bad by you. Don't go down that street down there, though, because that's really dangerous. You will get attacked and killed. Right, oh, straight down there. And he's down there and he's in the thick of it. And he's talking to the people and, you know, the, the obviously gangster type people and everything. But he gets away with it and he survives. And he's, well, he's a friendly chap, isn't he? Yeah, he's so very he's social. He's smiling and he's laughing with people. So he gets away with this stuff. He's not there to he's not you know, propagate the stereotype that they're bad people. He's just, he's there and he says, you know, he just talks to them like they're regular people. He gets to know yeah. their life, what they're doing, the local spots for food. He's a big foodie. He goes to the local restaurants and, and whatnot. He, you know, he likes to drink, you know, and it, it's great to watch. I love that sort of stuff. Now, is that classed as social media or is it more, I'd say it's more of a documentary because they're about 30 minute episodes. They're yeah, not yeah, short. Yeah. You know, it's sort of a documentary of what it's like, like to live in that particular place. It's not. I wouldn't necessarily consider that to be a social media type thing. No. Well, so I, these are places, some of these places are places that we will never go to. Yeah. So we'd never see it firsthand. And, and like the BBC and other, they won't cover that area. Stacey Dooley might because, you know, she does dodgy areas and things like that. Yeah. Um, or Ross Kemp. He, yeah, even though they're probably surrounded by bloody security teams and all sorts. But he's, oh, just, yeah. he's just on his own. Yeah. yeah. Camera on a stick and he's wandering around. Round on his no own. security, no nothing. No, just nothing at all. There. Just a rucksack on his back, change of clothes, clean pants, and, and, and that's it. That's all they're carrying with them half the time. But some, some of the situations you think, bloody hell, that's a bit precarious. It's a bit dodgy situation to be in. But they always sort of come out with unscathed. And stuff. I watched one of the Harold Balder ones last week, and where was he? In, in Nepal. And he'd stayed in this $100 a night hotel in Nepal. And it was like a normal hotel. But then he went up into the sort of hillside and stayed in a $600 a night hotel. And that was nice because that was more of a resort. Yeah. So they had a, a, a golf cart came down to pick him up at the gates. They unlocked the gates and they took him up the side of the mountains and that then. But all these like suites where they stay in, these chalets, are all staggered about on the side of the, the, the hill and everything. Of course, they, they, the woman's coming back and forth with the food. He's got his own sort of infinity pool outside, and it's beautiful because the views right away across, you know, Nepal and stuff like that, fantastic place. But then he said then the next day, he said, right, I want to leave my suitcase here at the hotel, and I'm going to go in a, in a taxi, and I'm going to find a $5 a night hotel. How are you saying about that? Actually? Yeah. So he goes down into the thick of things, and he says, how much for $10 a night? No, no, I want to do five, I want to do five. So he finds this place and he's five. Did I tell you what it's called? It's no, this, I haven't heard uh, this one. He, he finds a $5 a night when the guy says, yeah, 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 I charge you $5 a night. Now this is the night after now, staying in a $500 or $600 a night yeah. hotel. So uh, he says, right, okay, um, show me to the room. So he shows him to the, to the room and basically that's all that's in the room is um, a bed or two beds. There's like, there's a big gap in the pane of glass missing. That's smashed and gone, never replaced it. There's hardly any paint on the wall. What is it? It's all flaking off. It's filthy dirty. So everything's covered in dust and dirt. And he said, yeah, I think I'm going to go and get a towel or something. Buy a towel that I can sleep on this bed because I don't want to sleep on this bed yeah. like it is. Christ knows what's living and crawling about in the bed. Oh, Jesus. He didn't even want to look. 
He's just going to get a big, big towel and sleep on top of that on the bed. Well, then he went down then into like the reception area, and he was buying bottles of whatever it was. So he was talking, sitting down in the reception, which is like probably smaller than this room we're in now. Yeah. Uh, and he was just sitting there chilling, and he was drinking with the with with the locals. But the the contrast from the fact that he did it, you know, he went from the, the $100 a night, which looked like a normal hotel room that we would have if we went away, to this really sort of plush one that had everything in there. But they, they didn't, he said, where's the shower? So the guy said, oh, I'll show you, he said, it's up on the roof. So basically it was some dodgy, rickety old funny yeah. shower on the roof. And he said, well, I can't shower you until it's dark, can I? He said, because like, everybody can see me. Yeah. He said, oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, they don't care. So they're going downstairs then, and he said, uh, he said, oh, there is another shower. So he showed him that one. It was basically a tap about chest high, and that was the other shower. <laughs> it wasn't a shower. It was a tap sticking no out the wall about where he started. It probably wasn't. But, but recycled know. rainwater on the yeah. roof. But he did, he did find what he was looking for. He wanted this $5 a night uh, hotel, and it was such a stark contrast that he's willing to do. That's why I love those YouTube channels. And... They're quite interesting as well. I would consider them more to be like documentary type things where <clears throat> you would watch them to try and learn more about those areas that you're probably never going to go to yourself. Yeah. And sort of an educational thing. You get to learn about what it was like, some of the history. A lot of those countries that he goes to that used to be in the USSR are very poor because they just got left. The USSR dissolved. And a lot of those countries got forgotten about because, well, just nothing happened with them. They've kind of plodded along. They've be, almost been left in time. They haven't really caught up. They've got modern amenities like the internet and phones and whatever. But apart from that, it's the same. Some, some of them don't even have that really, do they? Some, some of them really don't. Bad, especially out on the sticks. They've it got goes nothing. to Cuba. And I think there's one there's one building in Cuba that's got the internet. And yes. everyone is surrounding it because everyone uses that yeah. to get their internet. But when you go out into the um, the suburbs or, you know, the areas of where they live, there's no internet, there's nothing. Yeah. And well, they wouldn't let him on one of the buses, would they? Because he yeah. was a tourist. Yeah. So they refused him to get on the bus. And there was no other sort of transport to get to where they would go in. So they were just jumping on various buses that they could find and traveling along. And that, that girl, that young girl is with him. She's just as fearless as he is, even more so. Because she speaks Spanish. Yeah, well, I, I looked up her bio. I think she's Ukrainian. Um, and she's an infrastructure engineer or a structural engineer or something. So she's quite, I mean, she just looks like a, a young, like a, almost a gold digger. Yeah. Because she's just this young, attractive girl hanging around with this older bloke. But when you, but they're not a couple, are they? No. They're but just, but they're when f- you look up about her, she's what they call an extreme traveller. Okay. Uh, structural engineer, so she's quite intelligent. You yeah, know, she's she's so in between doing stuff. She's probably got her own business doing structural and engineering. She's really, she's really good with people. Yeah, she speaks Spanish. She speaks Ukrainian. I think she speaks a little bit of Russian as well. So when they go to these different places, she interprets some things for him. Yeah, um, but he, you know, they they seem to do well. They went across. Did you see him go across Africa? That was mental on the train. There's a train that delivers iron ore somewhere, isn't it? I think it's iron ore, drops it off somewhere, and then it travels in for about 18 hours back to where they came from. Well, it stops at stations on the way, mm-hmm. and all it is is these open boxcars, and it'll stop at the stations, and it doesn't cost anything, does it? No. You, you can just climb on the train, climb inside the train, <laughs> uh, and just sleep. There's no facilities. 
You just, yeah. you know, sleep on that train then or, or stay on there for the next fif- bad idea, 15 hours gonna, or something. It's going to say, if you've got to travel 15 hours anyways. Well, it's freezing cold in the night because yeah. there's no roof on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and going across the desert and everything. Boiling um, hot in the day. Ridiculously you know? uncomfortable. And yet the two of them were upbeat and laughing all the way, weren't they? Yeah. Meeting all sorts of other people and sleeping bags and a little bit of foam to lie on. Yeah. Rather than on the metal floor, this. I think that would be quite fun, though, if you do it right. I mean, if you and, and the language thing in particular helps massively if they can speak languages, because mm. us British are terrible at going to countries and expecting everyone to speak the same language as us. Well, it's not right. So if you can speak their own language, they're instantly going to like you a bit more because you've clearly put an effort to learn their language. Which is going to be nice. You can talk. I think to more people, people should do it, and that's what they talk about. You know, when you're, <clears throat> when you're in union, you go, you've got to take a gap year to go to these places and travel and experience the culture. This is exactly what that is. And I find that people do it now <clears throat> just for social media, where they'll go and they'll take pictures of themselves. Mm. And the, the pictures are always the best pictures they can find. They, when you look through their Instagram history, you think, fuck, they live the best life. Yeah. I've ever seen. So it's like it's just one picture out of the day. That's, you know, one minute. There's 23 hours and 59 other minutes of them mm. just living probably a normal, maybe stressful yeah, life. It's almost like a, a second media. life. You've got a social media life and you've got a normal life. And that's what I don't life. like about just pictures, you know, Instagram. If you're a photographer, it's great. You know, you, you, you're taking pictures for a purpose. It's your living, it's your career. But for the normal person... Of course, you're going to put the best pictures of yourself on the internet. You're not going to take a picture of yourself where you've just woken up. There's fucking slime all over you. <laughs> it just looks like you've fallen out of a bush. <laughs> Nobody ever does that. It's all the polished and professional pictures that people take. You see people filters. stand in the middle of the street for fucking 20 minutes trying to find the right angle. It's the filters as well. The filter after filter trying to figure out which is the best filter so that makes me look the best so I can put yeah. this. So it'll take, it'll take them a second to take that photo and then... And like an hour to actually get it uploaded because they've gone through so many different filters and they've tried to airbrush this as best they can. They've done that as best they can just to put it up. I know people edit their YouTube videos. They can't use all the footage for for whatever reason. But when he makes these travel videos, there's there's no bias to them. He's not trying to he's not trying to impress anyone. He's just saying, "Well, this is my hobby. This is where I go. These are the people. This is my opinion of the area," and that's. That's good content. That's content you should consume because you're learning something about a place that you may want to visit or if you're into World War II history or European history, they're great videos. I suppose you just broaden your, your knowledge anyway. Even if, you, even if you have no intention of ever going there, if you have no intention of, or don't even really care that much, if you watch it, you just broaden your knowledge. Yeah, you like know YouTube is a great more. place. Don't get me wrong. There's some right shit on YouTube just like there is on Everything. any, any mm-hmm. other website. You know, I've... I've Glad I found that channel because he's become a regular thing now where I'll watch sort of segments of where he's been and it's quite interesting to see where he travels. But equally, there's just as much shit on there on YouTube as it is Facebook. You've got all these drama channels talking about all, all this nonsense. Google owns YouTube, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's Again, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's a free platform, but the content creators get money through ad revenue. Yep. So, again, you can consume the content, but yeah. you've got to watch some ads. It's crazy. I remember when YouTube when it first came out, there was no adverts, nothing. And you just listen to an album, no issues. Now, halfway through a song, it'll stop and an advert will happen. And then but if YouTube made a subscription service like they Amazon, do. let's they have. 
Is that a new? They have got it. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah. Yes, yeah. In fact, you can subscribe to. You can pay to subscribe to channels now individually, yeah. can't you? Yeah. You, you, yeah. So you can get a subscription through YouTube, which is like unlimited music, music and music videos, and then certain content as well. Um, and then yeah, you can subscribe to individual people as well. What does what benefit does that? I don't know. It's supposed to be the fact of you get like behind the scenes footages. It's, it's, it's very similar to like Patreon. Is that oh, like no ads? And, then? and you might, yeah, you might get no ads. Yeah, you, you won't get any ads. Um, and that, but that's from YouTube rather than from the person itself. So you can subscribe to the person or YouTube. So like Patreon then. Yeah, but but the uh, the the YouTube one, I'm very surprised it took them so long considering they've had the music ability for such a long time and Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music. And then eventually YouTube went, oh, we, we should probably do one. It's too late by then. No one's going to use you because there's already music services out there. And when you're walking around, you don't want to watch a video. You're not watching a music video. Whoever Who watches music videos these days? Just listen to the music. Yeah. I, I only ever use YouTube for music on my Xbox. I'd never use YouTube otherwise. But I put the music on and then leave it. Don't ever watch it. I do look at some music videos. Um if I want to see them playing the same song that they played 30 years ago, and now I want to see them now when they last done it yeah. live and on some yeah, tour. That's, that's a bit different. Like um, Tears for Fears, when they did one of their songs like 30 years ago, yeah. and how they looked then, and then how they sound and look now 30 years later when they've just done something for the BBC yeah. in a studio. And you think, yeah, well, she hasn't changed at all. And Jesus Christ, where's his ear gone? Yeah. His voice is fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know what you mean I thought they would have a generic sub- subscription service now where you just sign up to YouTube for like four quid a month or whatever it is you just don't get any ads you do you can yeah they you are, they've got one yeah, of them you can do that yeah as well as the individual I'm things so. but I don't know but but we were talking about adverts and it's like hey I, as soon as an advert comes up because now it says um, add in five five four, four yeah. three and it'll come up and then the advert will come in I'll actually tell you when the advert's coming up. Yeah, so no, I know it tells you when you can sometimes. skip it, but yeah. I didn't see when it said I didn't know what it says. And, and then um, I, the first thing I do then, as soon as the five seconds of the advert playing are up, I'm just cancelling an advert and getting back into the content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then very rarely there'll be something, there'll be a product. Now, if they nail me with that product, if they pique my interest in that five seconds that I've got to watch it before I can click on this right. off, um, it'll be, oh, what's this about then? Because so, some of them are good. Some of them will just waffle on for, you it know. It depends on the length things. of the advert as well. Because I think yeah. if it's like 10 or 15 second advert, you can't skip it. You have to watch some it for 15 seconds. Yeah. Video will continue after ad. Yeah. So you get on there. But there's one on doing the rounds at the moment. It's like, a, it's like a little tracker. And it's about that big, which is no good doing on a podcast, showing how big something is. Because <laughs> yeah. no. nobody can see it. Nope. <laughs> um, but it's, I would say, probably about an inch and a half across circumference, diameter, whatever it is. Use um, an object as a, as a description, that's the best way. Like, a, what is it like a tennis ball size? Is it like a cricket you know, ball? I would say... Table tennis, table ball? Golf ball size, but flat. Got a flat golf ball. Okay, cool. Yeah, like a flattened golf ball. Um, so it's that sort of size. And, and it starts off with him, um, somebody slipping it into some guy's back pocket, somebody else chucking it up magnetically under the wheel arch of a car, Oh, I've seen that one, and yeah. Yeah, and you can yeah. just sort of, you can track it on your phone so you know where that person's gone. I mean, what they advertise is, for, oh, they, they're showing that. I mean, that's people and cars. 
Yeah. yeah. But then they go on to say, yeah, you can, you know, you can track your uh, laptop or you can track your property or stuff if it gets stolen. You can find out where it is. But we know who they're targeting. They're targeting. Yeah, you can track your wife with this because she's cheating on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pop it in a person, she won't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and Under I the car. And I thought, okay, I wonder how much that is. I mean, there's nobody I want to track, but there was the curiosity of how well would, this work. Would people buy this if it's that good? You know, how much is it? And it was about thirty quid, I think, something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't expensive. And I thought, wow, how technology has come on now that you can buy a tracker that you can follow something on your phone just for the sake of like thirty quid. This is not specialist equipment anymore, which you'd have to go to, you know, look look for online. You can just sort of. Uh, Go and check this in your uh, in, in your wife's car. Fine. Well, another mat or somewhere. Snapchat and, and phones have been doing that for a while anyway, because as long as your Snapchat location is on, it knows exactly where you are. You can track someone down but to the exact street. On, I'm pretty sure it knows where you are. Yeah, you, you can, but this one's an app that you just download. It's a snap. It's just a Snapchat. It's a social media site, and then it's got a map with your avatar that. Um, shows up where you are in that street pretty much other than the fact it doesn't give you street numbers um house numbers you know exactly what street someone's in so why is social media so popular then i've never been able to figure this out because you can use a plethora of different communication avenues to talk to someone nobody really talks on the phone anymore sort of a dying thing i talk to my mum and dad on the phone because Texting them is is painful because um, <laughs> it takes them fucking ten minutes to send a message, spelt wrong. It just looks horrible, so I just ring them instead. You get the same the same out of it. They're getting better though, but <laughs> you know we've been, we've grown up with this sort of stuff. Um, you can send text messages on a phone without any sort of Android or special operating system. I use WhatsApp. You know we use it as a group. And I've got a couple of other people on there that we talk to. You can send media and things like that on there. But social media itself, I've always seen it as just a digital address book. You can add people that you've known, friends from school. You can see if there's any events going on and sort of thing. But I think to a point as well, when you say like friends from school and stuff, you haven't seen maybe for like 10, 15 years, you can make your life look better than it actually is through social media. You can lie, basically, about So is that the sad thing, then? People use it to try and make themselves appear to be better than they really are. Uh, I don't I don't know. Like, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. I don't think it's sad to be doing that. I just think, where does it stop, though? There's got to be a moment where it stops. So people plaster their holiday photos all over Facebook, mm. and I think... Did why? you actually enjoy the holidays? Like, why, why, you, why do you have to put... 200 pictures of your trip to Magaluf or wherever it was. We all know what happens in Magaluf. It's a shithole, yeah. but it's cheap, lots of booze, and, you know, if you're young, it's your chance to get all those STDs that <laughs> ruin your Shagaloof. body. Yeah, Shagaloof. We all know what's in Magaluf. Yeah. So why do people need to upload 300 pictures of their holiday to Magaluf? I mean, do do they think that people want to see them on holiday? Is there this weird thing where people think, Oh, people, I've been on holiday. I want everyone to see the time that I've social, had. Social, it? It's just being, it's being, so, it's being digitally social. Like, at the end of the day, if you, if someone came in from holiday from work, they would show you pictures, wouldn't they? And, and they would get their phone out and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I went to my holiday and these are the pictures that I took. Do you see what I mean? So it's just another way of being social about it. It's exactly what's called social media. You don't even have to talk to that person or those people. You can just send them meta photos and if someone likes it, they can go, oh, you look like you had a good time. 
you, you, you've I, basically taken away the talking part of it. But that's which the thing I thought you would love. I, I'm quite social. I quite like talking to people. Oh. There's some people I don't like talking to, and most of them are on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, an ad, I'm a huge advocate for the lost art of conversation. I, I, I love it. I like talking to people. I like trying to find out more about individuals. I'm not, you know, I'm not as, as what you might call a socialite. You know, I've got my limits. Once I've had a, you know, a conversation with someone, then yeah, I can go back and just chill out on my own. You know, there's a certain point where I just get, I've, I've had enough yeah. of people. But the energy I do have in socializing, I like to learn more about people. I, I, I love this sort of environment Isn't as well. that then part of the attraction of social media is that you can switch it off and on as it suits you. So if you yeah. want to be sociable for the next half hour, you can go on social media and you can post stuff, you can comment on everybody else's bullshit. I suppose my question is, it off. how sociable is sort of that sort of contact then when you're not actually, you're interacting with a person but it's not face-to-face, it's just a name on a screen where you can see pictures of, the, of their holiday that you, you know, really interacting with. I suppose it's not really being that social. I mean, you could probably text message someone saying, how was your holiday, just as easily. But... It's sort of lazy socialising, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's kind of getting all your friends on Facebook to be under the same page. So everyone understands what's going on rather than having to say it several times to several different people. Like, if I use an example, like if you went to America or something, right, and you went to NASA and you went to see all these cool things, I wouldn't want to see pictures of it. Or, I'm, you know, you might have the odd picture of the, a rocket or something. I'd want to sit down and have a proper conversation about what you saw in NASA, the things that you experienced and whatever else. If you didn't know... That he was going to NASA, though, if you had no idea, and then all of a sudden you went onto Facebook and it was NASA, you remember that then go, oh, I'll talk to him about it next time in the museum. Well, I suppose it's a, it's a, a reminding point. Yeah, because my, my, my memory is awful, and there's a lot of things that remind me of, especially birthdays. Facebook is, I will say, is great for birthdays because I always forget people's birthdays. And well, I've got always, a calendar for that. I just forget to put it in my calendar. <laughs> You've just set reoccurring things. Yeah, no, I just forget to put the first one in there to set it for reoccurring. I mean, normally within two years you get a new phone anyway, so you'd have to do it again after two years, and I just can't be bothered with that. But the point is, Facebook is already automatically doing that for me. I don't even have to worry about doing it myself anymore. And rather than just having a few people's birthdays, I have everyone that I pretty much know's birthdays. I mean, I'd never actually do anything with it. It's only my few people that I ever say happy birthday to. I see it all the time and I'm guilty of doing this myself. Is that when it's someone's birthday, you just go, Oh, happy birthday. See I don't do that. Unless unless it's like a family member or if it's someone that I I, I talk to regularly, I'll say happy birthday, but I'll send them a message saying happy birthday. Whereas I just don't yeah, I don't understand it. You see people's walls plastered with two hundred and fifty gold. So some random person that you met twenty years ago says happy birthday to you, you're like, I haven't seen I I don't even know who you are. Fuck off. It's like if it it was truly your friend, that's a it's a really lazy way Mm. of saying happy birthday. It's like, oh Facebook told me it's their birthday. Happy birthday. And then they pat themselves on the back, oh yeah, I'm I'm a good friend. I did something right today. You only know it was their birthday because Facebook told you it was their birthday and then you just do happy birthday. Whereas if you truly cared about that person, you'd probably ring them up, say happy birthday, any plans, what are you doing? Probably, I don't like cards anyway. I don't oh, see I the point in cards. It's, the fi- it's, the, it's that equivalent. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that person. They live too far away. I'll fuck it. I'll send them a card. Yeah. That'll do. Well, yeah, it's basically an e-card now. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, when you put it like that. 
Yeah, it is. And I, I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't agree with doing that part of it, but I do like the idea that it tells you when it's someone's birthday. I think it's, it's just, just the purely, falseness of it. It's just purely because it's, it's easier to remember it than anything Although else. Although it's fun calling people knobheads on Facebook when they're posting these stupid things. Yeah. And that's, that's why I want to disable it because I get sucked into those conversations. Yeah, I, I, I don't Some Bellend posts about what he thinks about politics and you're like, you're a fucking idiot, mate. And then <laughs> <laughs> and you get sucked into that world then. And it's oh, just like, you know what? Some people, I just need to cut myself off from the people who use social media for that. Use, use it like, because all I use it for is pretty much Star Wars. There's loads and loads of Star Wars stuff on there and I tag people to do with Star Wars stuff or Marvel or DC. Things that actually genuinely interest me enough to, to not bother about them because I see the real world every fucking day. I don't want to see the real world when I look on social media. I'm sorry. I want to see my world. I want to see what I want. I don't want to see what everyone else is trying to throw down well, my the throat. The problem is people use social media to get their understanding of the world as mm. it is. And if they do that, then they're sorely... <laughs> Some cases I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing because if you look at the sources, the sources are quite reliable sometimes, but it's depending on if you're willing to look at the sources of, of where that information's come from to begin with because you might have one that's come from, say, Cambridge. It's a, a, a paper or something on from Cambridge. That's a legitimate paper at the end of the day and it's still on Facebook. Or you can get it from Bob, which has no background whatsoever in anything and he's just guessing and making it all up. Russia Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, actually, I've, a lot of people have said that Russia Today is actually the best. It's bullshit. It's the one that's the least biased because they were trying to keep Russia making look, like making Russia look great. So they basically tell how badly everywhere else in the world is doing. Make so that Russia makes, looks, makes it look good. So everyone inside Russia, you're gone. On again. Yeah, yeah, you're back. I didn't even touch it. What was that one? Sorry. Do they make do the stories about Russia always make Russia look good and the rest of the world look really bad? It's not yeah. to the point, no, because Russia they're also quite honest about their own stuff. But because of the rest of the world is in so much shit compared to Russia, whatever Russia brings out looks better. It looks better because with Brexit, our Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, you know, the three all the major places in the world right now, other than Russia. All not looking great. Has anyone got that thing going through the... Yeah. It's like a... Is that a helicopter? It does sound like a helicopter. Where's that coming from? That's weird. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone. Sort of. It's weird, yeah. Yeah. Was that a helicopter flying over? No, I think it was something like that. I don't know. It sounds like there's interference coming from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martin's friends are coming to visit yeah. perhaps they are the mothership's coming yeah. back for me just beam me up now <laughs> we've struck a chord somewhere what have we said <laughs> well Chris is just saying that he likes to escape from the real world into Chris's world but yeah, as this is Mart's world I'm going to knock it on the head now because that's enough for one day and it's uh, St David's Day today no yeah isn't it happy our, St David's Day our patron saint is it March the 1st yeah. it is March the 1st today so well done, St. David, our patron saint of Wales, who was actually, I think, Irish. Probably. I think he was Irish, yeah. yeah. And he became a saint because of one of his um, miracles, which actually happened in Llandewi Brevi. What was the miracle? Which you think Llandewi Brevi was just a made-up thing from Little Britain. But it it's is not, actually a real, real place, place in Wales. Oh, the mound he was standing on um, when he was making one of his sermons suddenly rose up into a mount. And he said, fucking hell, it's a miracle die. 
well done, bud. Fair play, die. That's wicked, that is. Yeah, they give him a, a, a sainthood for that and said, you can be the painted saint of Wales. Nice. For that. Anyway, enough of that. I'm going to have a biscuit now because I'm starving. I'm starving I as well. I can do the biscuit as yeah. well. I'll pack crisps. Yeah. All right. Nice. Thanks, both. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.